You outside, Keith? I am outside. Yeah, still. yeah. Like, what's quacking or honking or what's going on? Oh, these crows! I tell you, these crows are just going crazy. <laughs> well, well, welcome. This is Godfather, and uh, I'm your host, Greg Heineke, and with me, as always, my co-pilot Keith Long, and apparently, some uh, some birds. <laughs> I tell you, I've done a couple of sermons outside since the the um, COVID stuff, and it's always these birds. Like, just they're crazy around here. And now the crows are just like having a conversation. So, <laughs> yep, two guys who used to be in a basement somewhere in uh, St. Anthony, uh, now trying a different fashion. Uh, yep. Making yep, it work. Making it work. Oh, yeah. Do. How are you? You doing well? I'm uh, I'm lonely, yeah. Greg. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh it's starting to really get get difficult yeah. to do this. It, it definitely is. And that, uh, my friend, is what we'll be talking about is uh loneliness I, and and probably some isolation and what what that's feeling like, uh, especially in our our current situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you know, drag everybody down, but I, I, it, it is, um, it's a topic that I, you know, all of this, uh, quarantining has really, you know, um, intensified. I, I don't think that we weren't ever lonely or isolated or down, um, before, but this whole thing has just made it so, so, uh, so, so deep and intense. So uh, I think it's good to talk yeah. about it, and hopefully we can still find ways to make you smile. Yes, um, and for sure. And 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 I want to preface also with we're not going to just leave you down in the dumps. Where we we have to kind of set the stage, <laughs> but there there is a little hope. Uh, there are there is a little light at the end of the tunnel, and some suggestions that we've found to maybe try after tonight. But let's have some fun to begin with. How about that? That sounds All right, good. so you're in the hot seat, and these Boom. are going to be songs that have been inspired by your loneliness. So it could be in the lyric, the song title, the artist, uh, anything along those lines. Uh, th- there are, fortunately uh, for you, <laughs> there are some, mu- it's multiple choice. So uh, we'll, we'll run through it, and then we'll uh, go back through it and uh, see how you did. How's that sound? That sounds good. Uh, let's start with the title song. What solo artist band paid homage to the lonely with this lyric? Quote, this is for all the lonely people thinking that love has passed them by. Was that Joe Walsh, America, Firefall, or Glenn Frey? Um, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with America. Okay. Question two. Lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely. I have nobody for my own. This Bobby Vinton song was a number one single in 1964. What was the cause of Mr. Lonely's forlorn state of mind? His best friend stole his best girl. He was at the prom alone watching others dancing. His best girl was killed in a car accident or he was a soldier away from home. Oh, my gosh. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, uh, A or D. Let's... Um... Let's let's go with A. All right. Oh no, wait, what what year was it? Sixty four. Yeah. A was best friend stole his best girl. D was he was a soldier away from home. 
had Vietnam started in 64? I know it was going on in 68. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't uh, have that. I'll, go, I'll, stay, I'll stick with A. Stick with A. Okay. Number three. Everybody here is going out and having fun. I'm a fool for staying home and having none. I can't get over how she set me free. Oh, lonesome me. It's a song on Neil Young's solo album, After the Gold Rush. Who wrote it? Don Gibson, Willie Nelson, Neil Young himself, or Larry McMurtry? Uh, we'll go with Willie. Okay. Question four. Have you heard about the lonesome loser beaten by the Queen of Hearts every time? Have you heard about the lonesome loser? He's a loser, but he keeps on trying. Which band solo artist sang us this tale of woe? Was that Air Supply, Orleans, Little River Band, or Jerry Rafferty? Uh, go with A. Okay. Question five. Sitting here resting my bones, this loneliness won't leave me alone. It's 2,000 miles I've roamed just to make this dock my home. What's the title of this mega hit by Otis Redding? <laughs> oh, it's a fill in the blank, huh? Yeah, seven, wor- uh, seven words. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Okay. Question six. Good morning, Mr. Sunshine. You brighten up my day. Come sit beside me in your, lone- in your way. Lonely nights, lonely days. Where would I be without my woman? What band solo artist recorded this song? The Beatles? Procol Harum, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, or the Bee Gees? Oh, I, gosh, I, um, let's go with, uh, let's go with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Okay. We interrupt this quiz to, man, I was so surprised at how many songs I thought, oh, they're, you know, going to be only a couple, but there are a lot of lonely inspired songs out there. Is that, is that the full quiz? No, I got a couple more, but I, okay, I, I, thought... I was going to say there's, there's two songs I'm thinking that haven't been, been mentioned. So yeah, and um... I, they're way more than I thought. And, and yeah. I thought I'd do way better on this. Than I didn't. Oh, I'm going to get crushed. All right. I don't even know if I have a single one. Right yeah. at this point. All right. Let's finish it off. Seven. She calls me baby. She calls everybody baby. It's a lonely old night. Please complete this John Mellencamp lyric. But ain't they all about to fall when she don't call? Guess I'll go to the mall. When she don't call. When she don't call. Question eight. And take a last flying look at the last lonely blank. Do you know what endangered species is referred to in this new writers of the purple sage lyric? What? It's like you're speaking in a different language right now. I have no idea. Okay. So I need an animal. I'm going to give you four choices and take a last flying look at the last lonely blank. Is it an eagle, a spotted owl, a condor, or a harp seal? <laughs> um, let's go with the condor. All right. So far, this is one of my favorite quizzes. <laughs> All right, two to go, sir. Lonely, lo- I'm sorry, let's start again. Lonesome and lonely and far from home, trying to get back where I know I belong. Wishing and hoping I was already there. I just heard a voice whisper in my ear. From what outlaws song are these lyrics taken? Cold, cold and lonesome, break, breaker, breaker, hearing my heart talking, or there goes another love song. Uh, cold and lonesome. All right. <laughs> Last one. 
Lonesome can drive a man insane. Lonesome, it's the sad part of the game. Win some, lose some. Lonesome. What country artist, outlaw artist, recorded this lyric? Montgomery Gentry, Shooter Jennings, Van Zant, or Hank Williams Jr.? I, I only recognize two of them, so let's go with um, Hank Williams. All right. How is there not any Elvis uh, references? <laughs> I, Are you lonesome tonight? I know. Or heart or i mean there's so many other whatever yeah all right tell give me the damage how did i do <laughs> you scored two <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> all right let, let, let me let's let's figure out which ones those were and then give the correct answers for those that played along you did get america that was the first that was number one um right. this is for all the only people think that, that life has passed them by so you you got that 1974 uh uh the bobby vinton song was you you had it down to the bottom too but it was about he was a soldier away from home ah dang it. yeah um question three was um everybody here is going out having fun it was the uh neil young song who wrote it and it was don gibson I, who who would have known that uh, no, I exactly. Question four was um, the Little River Band actually sang about the Lonesome Loser. And I know you know that song, especially if we were to play it, you'd know that song. Yeah. Question five, you got correction on the Dock of the Bay, Otis Redding, fantastic song. Question six, um, you'd have to be a Bee Gees fan. That was Good Morning Sunshine. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about that, and that was 1971 was um, they often were compared early on to the Beatles and Lonely Days may have been the most Beatlesque of all the recordings. So that's interesting. Seven, um, you didn't get Mellencamp. I think you'd know that song too. It's, but um, so it's, she calls me baby. She calls everybody baby. Um, it's an old, it's a lonely oh, old yeah, night yeah, yeah. when she don't call. Head. The correct answer is, but ain't they all. But ain't they all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. I I, I kind of had the 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 I had it in my head you, a little bit. You needed but... uh like you needed the clip. Um yep. It was an eagle, not a condor. Um, the there. Oh, I suppose there but goes. I, I guess I was trying to think of aren't condors extinct? I you know I I don't know. No. I, I apparently I not. Eagle, at, at least I felt like yeah. They're I on felt the like eagle was the obvious answer. And <laughs> yes, I dude, I I got it wrong myself. <laughs> um, I, I did guess number nine correctly just because I knew there goes another love song um, was the outlaws. It's maybe the only song I would have known way too long mm -hmm. ago. And then finally, I don't know how you would know this. Um, you guessed Hank Williams Jr. as um, the individual that was the country outlaw artist recording this lyric. And it was Montgomery Gentry. There was no way unless you're a country fan. I've never even heard of that person. We, we so. know that you're... I, I don't know if it's a person even. The... <laughs> exactly. I couldn't have picked him out of a lineup. I just say that. <laughs> oh, so very, very good. That, that's that's got to be top, Keith. Well, I, and and my, it's probably our worst score. You're, I, I did yeah. poorly as well. Not quite as badly as you did. Um, but... It certainly, um, it, it made humbled. Me, yeah, it made me smile. <laughs> wow. All right, Keith. So, new segment because 
so many Zoom meetings are happening that I uh, thought about, this is uh, somewhat an homage to, do you, do you know uh, Josh Gad uh, and the Reunited Apart? Have you heard of that before? Um, I've heard of that before. I, I uh, yeah, I think somebody sent me a Goonies. Yeah. On yeah. Happened, but I didn't watch it, but I, okay. I knew that, that it was happening. So, so yeah, I've, I've heard of it. Josh Gad, uh, well known. He's uh, he's the voice um, in Frozen. Now I can't think of the snowman. What's the snowman's name? Um, oh, he's that guy. He's the voice um, of the snowman, which will come to me in a moment. Um, he's also in the live version of Beauty and the Beast, um, a, a comedian. Anyway, Josh Gad ha- is doing Reunited Apart, which would be Zoom meetings where he's gathering, like you just said, Goonies was one, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I just watched one the other day from Ghostbusters. So he's pulling together um, oh, from various, uh, they're mainly movies, I think, um, events from the past. And he's bringing these people into a Zoom meeting. So I thought, hey why not have a zoom meeting and and who would we potentially like who who would you bring into a meeting who what what sports team what band what television show what movie like who who's who's zooming who in your meeting there mr long i love the i love the idea for the segment it's it's like our uh, dinner our guest uh dinner table yes absolutely uh, guest list and uh i i um i'm glad that i didn't have much time to think about it. The, the first group, if you will, that I would love to just sit in on would be Spinal Tap. Oh, that is a good one. So, uh, so Michael why, McKean, like, why, why did Harry they come? Shearer. Why did they come to your mind right away without really thinking? Uh they're just they're so creative, so funny. Um, you know, Harry Shearer with all the voices that he has provided over the years with Simpsons and. Yeah. Um, and, and Christopher Guest, of course, all the great, you know, movies he's um, he's been in and, you know, with A Mighty Wind and Best, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, you know, plus all the fun they look like they had on, on Spinal Tap. I, I just think, um, you know, between their their musical stuff that they do and uh, and their their comedy, I, I, I just think it would be a blast. Cool. That's a good choice. So mine, I'm, I was a little biased and I had to pause. I, I did think about it because I have stumbled across this reunited apart. And some of those that came to mind, um, you know, he's he's actually done. He's brought together the cast from Ghostbusters. He's brought together the cast from Back to the Future, uh, which is a which is a great one. The, the Goonies. Yeah. I'm not sure I've seen the Goonies one yet. I do want to see that Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So he's done. Yeah. He's done some really nice ones. Mine, what came to mind for me was uh, The Wonder Years. So this mm-hmm. was a television show. Do you, do you know this show at all? Oh, my gosh. Yes. OK. I grew up with The Wonder Years. Love it. So, so good. And and my my choice is being it, it would be it, it's so intri- interesting to me because it was it was made in uh, the late 80s and then into the early 90s about the late 60s into the early 70s. And so just interesting um, thinking about what could it be possibly now? Like what would be the television show and how far back mm-hmm. would you go? And would people be interested in it? And to bring in these, these uh, you know, characters and these, these people who were these characters themselves at, when they were very young, being junior high and high school students, 
you know, now they're, they're all older. They all have family. Um, and, and surprisingly, very, very intelligent. Fred Savage uh, went to Stanford. Danica McKellar, she went to UCLA. Um, jo- Josh Sa- Saviano, he went to Yale. So Fred is Kevin and Danica is Winnie and Josh is Paul. I mean, they went to these huge colleges mm-hmm. and have gone on and done some really fabulous things. And it'd just be very interesting, I think, to bring them together and have a conversation. Um, and, and partly, I, I know that these people have seen one another since the final episode. Uh, another unique thing about the Reunited Apart is a lot of these people haven't seen one another. Um, huh. uh, I watched The Lord of the Rings was was one. And these these actors hadn't seen one another since the very last um, you know, day of filming, which in that in yeah. that particular one was they did three movies. So they had spent a lot of time together. Oh, that would be really wild. To, to, uh, I'm going to have to go back and get caught up. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think it'd be fun for them to, you know, to be a fly on the wall to see them interacting. But then, yeah, it's like you're in their living you know, room and, yes. you know, like having that, um, that, that shared space. I mean, I think it'd be both, um, you know, kind of just like humbling in the sense of like, oh, you're just regular people, you know. Um, but then it also would be kind of that, but you've had so many different experiences that I've never even been remotely close to, yeah. you know? Um, and then, and then you think about like, what would be the show that's done during our time? And I'm just like, if that was the wonder years, this would be the lonely years. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and how, what their, their thoughts on all those things and bring them together and then back to spinal tap. And, you know, they can, what's interesting about this zoom meeting is they talk about, that experience but then they can also obviously they've had lots more since then and what yeah. they could share about that which would be very fascinating to me Well, time to ramble on and get into some fodder, Mr. Long. Yeesh. So we're looking at being lonely. And you, you, you started with it, and I'm thinking a little tongue-in-cheek, but maybe not. You know, have let, let, let's start with, you know, feeling lonely when you felt lonely and, and kind of define this a little bit, the problem, just as far as loneliness or isolation. Um, and then we'll kind of get into our current situation with the pandemic and such, but I didn't want to jump into that quite from the beginning. So, you know, have, right. have you been lonely throughout your life or when does that happen? Um, yeah. I mean, I've been lonely. I think the times that you feel most lonely is when you just, you feel most misunderstood or, um, you know, you, yeah. Or, or like your experiences are so unique that nobody would get it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's kind of some internal loneliness feeling. Um, but then there's just the physical loneliness where you're just not um, being social. You know, you're just you're just you're always home or you're um, you know, I think uh, I don't know if you had this punishment growing up, but just that whole like idea behind being grounded. Yeah. Go know? to your like, room. Go to your room. You're grounded. You're not going out for a week. You know, or, or um, it, it was kind of like the suburban, you know, version of like, you know, 
isolated in the cell, yeah. you know, what like going to the hole, you know, like, yeah, you're, you know, like in Shawshank, you're, you're going to the hole, you know, like it's, it's that kind of thing. It's a punishment. So I, it's, it's just hard. Um, you know, I, I definitely in my twenties and thirties have been more, more comfortable being, um, kind of introverted in a sense of, I don't have to be around people, um, that, you know, I've, um, I'm okay being alone, but, um, it's always, that was always because you, I just, you know, in my profession, at least I'm always around people. And so it's just like, you need time to like break away. And now you don't, granted, you do have a choice. Um, but to, to be the most, uh, safe, you know, like you just kind of feel like you don't have a choice and, um, and it's, and so, so now like that, (laughs) yeah, solitude just doesn't have the same, you know, <laughs> the the same kind of impact as it once did. Now it's just crippling. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's that's part of it is is early on, um, if you have had a life where you're just so active and so busy that you know when you you can break that routine, you're like, oh, this is going to be really nice just to be by myself, especially. At least my kids are older now, but, you know, if you have young kids and you're constantly going um, and you're, you're with them and they're, you're needing to help them and fulfill them. And then that moves into their sports and activities and lots of things that like, okay, I'm, I'm all right with being by myself. Okay. Now that doesn't necessarily mean loneliness as you know, um, it it also, then we kind of layer that with this, the, the loneliness of isolation, as you're saying, where there is no contact with anyone. So there's this being alone doesn't mean that you're lonely. And, and the, the strangest thing, and I can speak to this as a teacher at times um, throughout the years where you're with people all of the time, you're with kids, but you can be very lonely in that profession right. if you're not out uh, you know, talking to adults and, and making those other contacts. So it isn't necessarily yeah. about being with people and in contact with them. Um, and, and, you know, doing the research for this particular episode, part of it is, is this loneliness idea is really is it's can only be ex- experienced and felt by the person experiencing it and identifying it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't come to me and say, I'm lonely. And then I say to you, no, you're not Keith. You, you, you're right. with people at work all the time. You have, you know, Rebecca's at home. You're, you're not lonely. Like, yeah, that's not, exactly. that's not going to work out very well. It, it, exactly. And that's where I think it's just that, that feeling of never not being understood, you know, and, and, um, and again, it could be in your head. It could be your own perception. Um, you know, it could be uh, willful, like resistance, um, and, and making yourself like, I'm going to be crabby today. I'm going to be, you know, yeah. like you could be making yourself do that. But I, you know, um, I just, you know, like yesterday, I just kind of had just a day. Like I just felt like, meh, you know, like I it just was a heavy day and I have more of those now, uh, in quarantine than I ever had before. Um, and it's, uh, it's just, I'm just, I'm just ready to be done. And yet I, I can't be, you know, um, I just refuse to 
go to a crowded bar and breathe in the COVID, yeah. you know, like I'm just, I'm not going to do that. But then the alternative just feels just so depressing, you know? Well, and that's, I think um, the, the difference with this pandemic and loneliness. So l- loneliness, you know, I mean, all these, all these things that can come from it. So wondering whether it's a symptom of a cause or a cause, um, I, w- I was reading that and how it how it leads them potentially into depression or anxiety or self-harm or heart conditions. I mean, it can go on and on and on, which is, is truly terrible. And you don't know then is something happening and therefore I am lonely or the loneliness led to I, I just want to I, I can't be around other people like like you're talking about. And with the pandemic, the, the challenge ultimately being where in a, in a crisis or anything that's been major in our country in the past, think 9-11, our last episode, where, you know, people came together because they could actually get together and they could mm-hmm. do some things. And here you can't. You are right. you are that that connection. Um, this um, carnival of compassion is what I heard it called after a disaster where people come together and pick up after a tornado or a hurricane or whatever it is, we can't, we have to stay within that isolation or, you know, I mean, this is the balancing act. Right. And, and I, and what I think, you know, there's just no escape from the anxiety, Yes, you know, and and that's the crisis right now is um, if you're with other people, you're anxious. Um, And if you're, if you're home, you're anxious. Uh, and there's just no escape from it. And, and there's no knowing when it's over yeah. and that makes you anxious. And so I, it, yeah, you just, you can't, you know, if you've been around other people in the last four months, um, you know, you hopefully had kept your distance, but even that you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, like, I wish we didn't have to do this. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it, it leads you down that, like, I mean, I've, I've been around people who are nostalgic all the time, you know, like, oh, remember when and remember when and you're constantly and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you can do it for a while, but then at a certain point you're like, but, you know, today is pretty good, too. Yeah. Right. Like and now, and now I'm like, remember when we could, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like and it's true, like. It was better a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and when you know that, I think the human mind can get through things when you know there's an end date. Or at least this is why you sort of start to set goals and work towards. Like, if we know, all right, Keith, hang in there, buddy. You know, we've got until the end of the month, and then it's going to be okay. We're going to be able to start to do some things. And, you know, the, the phrase new normal and all that stuff, we're not necessarily having that conversation, but at least we can go back to something that will be different than what you currently have. Right. But we yeah. don't know enough about this. We, we don't know. And fatigue is, I've heard it called COVID fatigue. People are like, I, I can't take it anymore. Stir crazy yeah. or yeah. Um, cabin fever or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's this fatigue. You're like, all right, I've, I've been good. I've done what I need to be able to do. And, and now I'm ready to, to go back. And we, the, it's just, this is where these States, um, you know, just each and every day this past week or so that's it's those numbers are growing. In fact, I sure hope it isn't true. Um, the, though it's horrific. I have a former colleague um, who has got these blood clots and things that are happening and he's, he's in a bad, he's in bad shape. 
Um, and, and I don't know, I just found out about it and I don't know if it's connected to this or not. Certainly um, horrible, no matter what, and horrible timing, no matter what. Um, and the ability to not have people being around and being able to support, you know, his wife during this time and things. It's just, oh, yeah. just I mean, I've got a, so I've got a hard with, with cancer and, you know, dealing with cancer is hard enough as it is. But, you know, now nobody can go into the appointments, the chemo appointments with her. Yes. She's got to be alone for three hours. But, you know, and it's just like, oh, you know, will the misery ever end? And, uh, and, and you can read all about what this is doing to our mental health. And then that's leads to more mental, you know, unhealth because you're like, and I can't do anything about it. Right. Right. (laughs) And then again, that's where this symptom or cause, it just sort of spirals. It just goes on and on and on because then the anxiety grows um, and, and yeah, it, you don't know what to, what to do. What do I do? Yeah. Right. Right. And this was right. an issue. This was the issue prior to COVID-19. We, we having some problems in our country with this isolation and, and certainly, um, the elderly and the more vulnerable now with COVID, you know, now to shut them down, they can't even, you know, go into be together within the facility. They have to stay right. in their room and eat in their room and do the things by themselves, completely by themselves. Just- Did you see that graph, though? I don't remember which article uh, that I read that talked about it, but it actually said the most lonely uh, generation right now are the millennials. Mm-hmm. And um, the the um, oh, the greatest generation or the sound, whatever the... Yep. Uh, the oldest it's yeah silent or greatest same thing 72 yeah. or older yeah they're they, they actually scored the the best yes <laughs> you know like they're the they're the ones who are you know um oldest right now mm-hmm. and um more likely to be more you know vulnerable um and they're actually not uh, not doing so bad, at least according to to this to this poll. Yeah, according. So it's in that Time Magazine article, and so according to that that research that was done, uh, it was a Cigna survey. You start to combine these things. So if you're young, you you're not making a lot of money. So under twenty five thousand dollars a year for income, you're living alone. Actually, males too. Um, you, you start to just categorize all these and it just becomes worse and worse and worse for that individual. And like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, and now, you know, obviously, you know, they could have scored that before all COVID happened. But now, like, yeah, they, you know, their their entire livelihood uh, and, and, and future hopes are just. Yeah, totally upside down dash. Yeah, it, it uh, was because travel, they can't, yes, you know, they can't go out and hang out. Because this was 2019. That's exactly that. And that that so this is before people were, you know, isolated with their, you know, sheltered and, and safe and all that. And so those millennials that th- this article focused uh, around a lot was, you know, they just have all of these different um I don't know what to even call them, not symptoms necessarily, but these categories, you know, student debt loan, they can't get health care, the houses are hard, um, you know, the jobs aren't necessarily going to be there, They're, they are alone, um, 
if they do have a job, they can't get the support from their job. Um, they're, they're more likely than the other generations to seek out the support and go and get some therapy, but they don't have the money to be able to go and do yeah. that. And as well right. as then they feel like they're discriminated. And, and so if they bring that up in the workplace and say, you know what, I'm not getting enough support, then that becomes a bias. And, and again, on and on, it just circles. Uh, oh, my gosh. Endless. So endless. They're called the loneliness generation, the burnout generation, the therapy generation. Like, oh, those are horrible names. Yeah. What, what gen- are you considered Generation X? Then? Yes. And do you okay. consider your because because you're kind of on that bubble a little bit. Are you are you Gen X? Totally on the bubble. Well, there was a at one time I read an article on Facebook and I uh, and, and they kind of said I'm a, I'm in between. So I'm technically according to this author, I'm a Zennial. OK, <laughs> so it's a it's a annual with an X. Yeah. Um, cause I'm right on that, in that, in between X and millennial. Um, yeah. so I'm, I, I de- definitely, uh, resonate more with Gen Xers than I do millennials. Probably, so if but... I had to choose one and Xennial wasn't an option, I would say I'm a Gen X, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm, a but some, some tendencies and things probably that were happening that, that started within the, within the millennials that then yeah, kind of keeps yeah. you pulled into that. Yeah. The, I, I, I remember email and AOL became big um, right at the end of high school, beginning college. Uh, so, but you know, I, I lived when there were, you know, t- landlines. And, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yeah. But. I, I get it. So, all right. We, we don't want to end with uh, all this, you know, glum and doom and, and whatnot. I mean, do, do you have some thoughts or how are you surviving? Obviously, once we know, um, you know, things are going to be different, uh, the new normal, whatever that turns into. I mean, Well, there, there's two things that I think have, have helped the most and give me the most hope moving forward is this is really gave people a great excuse to get outdoors yeah and to to enjoy and appreciate uh, nature and creation and um being active because again like we had to and that is actually now the place where we're most safe Mm -hmm. uh where covid is is um weakened uh and and defeatable is being outside and letting the wind do its thing, letting the sun do its thing. So that part gives me, um, I'm just, I'm glad that we can do that. Of course, I'm, I'm dreading the winter. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, um, not being able to, uh, I don't know, there's just not as many things to do in, in the cold. Um, again, I think people snowmobile and ski would, would argue, but, uh, so anyway, I, I like I like that we can be outdoors and uh, go, you know, enjoy uh, enjoy that. Um, I've been uh, preferring to get together with people and just distance in a parking lot or in a yard yep. and uh, just having conversation. We've been doing council meetings that way. And, and it's just it's so much better than the awkwardness that happens through Zoom where you, you just you can't have a, a regular conversation on Zoom. Um, it's it's better than nothing. I like being able to see people's faces, but you know you you can't. Um, it's just the 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 regular rules are compromised. Not to mention technology cutting you in and out, people freezing and yep. all that kind of jazz. But 
Um, but I, you know, I getting together with people outdoors, being able to, um, yeah, just sit in a circle and commiserate and, uh, I, the solidarity piece, uh, has been never greater than it is right now where, um, you know, people do understand <laughs> how you're feeling yeah. uh, because they're having it too. And, and that's, you know, on the one hand depressing, cause it's like, Oh, we can't really pick each other up. Um, but on the other hand, you're like, thank you. You know, like you do get it. And, uh, I, I think people who are like uber optimistic and positive and, and, you know, that would be really hard to be around, but, um, you know, uh, at this time it's just it's most people are kind of just like yep i get i get it and i'm struggling too and this is what i'm doing and um you know and those kinds of things i don't know how about you as a principal and um you know dealing with all those kinds of the pressures of school and i mean like you've got to have tell me you have some kind of good outlet greg <laughs> <laughs> well the the good outlet is summer is <laughs> yeah. what i'd say to that uh especially since you know that it's been in the news on uh, across the country even because a lot of states will be going back to school or mm-hmm. attempting to go back to school at the beginning near the beginning of August and fortunately we don't go back until the end of August and trying to figure out what that will look like but the outlet being um, it, it, it's summer and being able to the kind of not be in the the daily grind and those patterns that are established, but to just read and relax and, and binge watch and find things like reunited apart on YouTube and whatever it is that that's been nice. What's, what's kind of odd though, that's for my cabin fever is we, we were doing distance learning in the middle of March. So we've, we've been home and feeling safe and I've gotten outside. Thank goodness. I've been able to get outside, but that summer feel that you normally have and you get rejuvenated. I'm, I'm super concerned, you know, for myself and for my teachers and for my students and, and their families that, you know, whatever it looks like, there's probably going to be some time where we have to do distance learning. And there's that immediate feeling. If you know what I'm talking about, like, Oh, mm-hmm. we're back at it. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We, we got it. We're going to start, you know, and, and who knows again, what that will look like, but that summer rejuvenation it, it's it's not filling the tank as it I think that it, it once has over the the previous year. So right, there's just too much dread in the yes, unknown. yes, and, and and even in the the what you probably expect is going to happen, and that's I think you know I mean distance learning or in person each presents a lot of anxiety, and it's just kind of like what's the lesser of two evils here? Yeah. You know? um, so I, you know, I've been able to be able to do that. We did get up to the cabin once. That's even again, more outside, able to kayak, get out on the water, just really good for the body and soul. Um, the other suggestion, this came from uh, the Happiness Lab, uh, the podcast we listened to was beating the um, isolation loneliness was actually back to the technology. And we, I have done a little bit of that. Some former colleagues, um, when I worked in another school district, and we've spread out across the state and one person's in Florida. I mean, she was able to do a zoom meeting and we brought everybody got together one, one evening and grabbed a beverage and popped in and we just sort of caught up. So that, that was nice because we were, you know, in multiple States and multiple parts of the state. So it was, it was, it was kind of neat to see that I've sent some emails to friends just because and seeing how they're doing 
Um, Karin even had that from a friend in France just today, mm-hmm. um, reached out today and said, I've been thinking about you and wondering about you and just kind of reconnecting with, with people yeah. using technology in a positive way. So those yeah. are some suggestions too, if you haven't maybe done that to use, use technology to, to help with that if you're lonely. Well, and you've never had a better opportunity to actually catch somebody on the phone than you do right yeah. now. Yeah, where, where are they? <laughs> and, and so that's where it's just like, just give them a call, you know, and I've had a couple of friends just call me and, uh, uh, and, and, I, and, and just like, yeah, texting is one thing, but like in normally that w- what was beneficial about texting was, you know, you're, you're assuming that everyone's busy and they only can just send you a quick text, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm somewhere else, but I can do this text message but now it's like you know chances are they're probably home doing nothing you know like (laughs) and a phone call would really lift their spirits so give them a call yeah yeah so if you haven't listeners you know reach out grab you know grab that phone and uh or send the text and then call right after it so they'll look at it and go (laughs) what keith long and then there it is there it is have that conversation i i think that's that's a super suggestion this has been godfather we appreciate you and thank you for adding some value with us to the world Share a comment, ask a question, or reflect with a tweet on Twitter at Godfather Podcast. We create and distribute now through Anchor. Please join us again next time when we will ask more questions, explore further connections, and share our reflections to add a little value to the world. Godfather artwork is designed by Chuck Bennis. Our theme music is from The Godfather, composed by Nita Roda. Who Zooming Who comes from Aretha Franklin with transition music from Led Zeppelin and Ray LeMontagne. Our outro music today is being performed by The Beatles. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook. If we've added a little value to your life, subscribe and tell a friend.